Chapter thirty three of Living with Our Children by Claire D. Pearson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. When the children are grown, there is a period in the lives of most mothers during which they are usually considered to be most fortunate and to be congratulated, and yet when they are secretly miserable. It is when the last child has left the home and is either married or well launched on a successful business career then when the happy fruition of all her years of loving care and anxiety is come she suddenly feels purposeless useless unneeded she is tired and so the world seems a bit less cheerful on that account she has to readjust her life altogether if she has a devoted husband with a fair amount of leisure they may renew their youth and travel making an indian summer play spell of the opportunity and then settling down to an elderly darby and jones sort of existence if she is a widow she has no such refuge when andrew carnegie uttered his wise remark concerning men who had much to retire on but nothing to retire to he stated a truth which applies equally well to women who find themselves suddenly possessed of unwanted leisure the pathetic thing about this condition of affairs is that women of this age have had so much of developing experience that they are most valuable assets to their communities if they can only tide over the period of loneliness and depression one of the best parts of their lives lies ahead in the olden days a woman of forty wore caps mumbled her food read through unsightly and imperfectly fitted glasses and generally led a chimney-corner existence and now as a dear old foreign woman said it is quite other again opportunities are everywhere about for useful and happy service eyesight hearing and general health should be equal to many demands and thanks to the women's movement more and more women are availing themselves of them many but not all the trouble with most of us is that we do not foresee the contingency we are of necessity so concerned with daily cares that small margin is left for considering our own future unless it be in the imperative matter of financial security that is not often overlooked there is a difference however between making a living and making a life and it is better to consider both and there is usually some margin of time for thinking even if there is none for reading of the two thinking is much the more important you know herbert spencer used to say that he had never read much but that he had thought a great deal the learned blacksmith burritt who mastered so many languages while working his bellows beside the forge did not have to answer questions from his children while there the odds are still in favor of the men in some matters regarding which no amount of legislation will ever avail the odds are equally in favor of the women in others it is better to count our mercies and avail ourselves of them there are other things than languages which are a means of growth and one tongue is enough for a woman in most cases it is to a great extent a question of management women need advocations as much as other people the great question is the finding of suitable ones and the opportunity to pursue them one extremely busy woman faced the fact 
that she was losing her ability as a pianist acquired under fine tuition before her marriage and she felt that such waste was wrong she considered her days carefully and resolved to take twenty minutes immediately after breakfast for her piano she felt that there might be days when she could afford more but that much she would have and she would have it early enough in the day to make the most of it and when there were still hours enough remaining in which she could speed up if necessary to atone for the time taken she succeeded and when her home cares began to lessen she became known as the finest accompanist in the large city where she dwelt besides being a solo player of no mean ability another woman a writer secured the morning time so imperative for the best brain work by rising at four and having two fresh and uninterrupted hours to herself before the family were astir then the desk was closed for the day and she became a simple homemaker her lost sleep was compensated for by a slightly earlier bedtime and a good nap when the man of the house was downtown and the older housekeepers were also napping and before the school children returned from the afternoon session this could hardly have been kept up the year round but it answered very well for weeks at a time when a long manuscript was under way she was successful and the money earned enriched life for her and her family yet perhaps the money was the less important part of what she won one woman who had always longed for and never had a chance to do laboratory work in biology arranged for one day a week away from home for a few months leaving after the children were in school and returning in time to have her supper at home while an elderly woman took her place as house mother most efficiently she spent these days in a nearby small college working with a student tutor to get a significant start in biology to continue intelligently at home there is practically always a way in which to manage an avocation if one cares enough about doing it of course we must pay for the privilege in some way but who begrudges paying for a valuable and coveted possession we may pay in fatigue of one sort only to be reimbursed by the rest of a mental charge we may have to expend a little money which was formerly spent on far less important luxuries we may have to create the time by simplifying or systematizing our work what of it we shall eventually be of more value to ourselves our families and our communities if we choose our avocation discreetly and pursue it moderately there is small danger of our letting our avocations crowd the children aside mothers are not apt to do that but part of the compact that a woman makes with herself at the outset should be to guard against this happening to be a perfect mother to growing children does not necessarily imply being with them or engaged in manual labor for them all the time an expert sunday-school worker used to say that he never yet found an ideal superintendent who spent fifty-two sundays a year in his own school the man who did that lacked vision he never had the chance to see how the other man did it and he became a routine worker the children must always be the first interest of all of us 
but they should never be the exclusive one if we have to give thought to the future income we must choose an avocation which when mastered may be made a source of revenue there are many such and the time to do our experimenting in a small way and to make preparation generally is before the present income dwindles or before the expenditures expand under the requirements of educational and other expense for our families sometimes the mother's avocation is one in which her children can participate like poultry raising wood carving or beekeeping sometimes it is an accomplishment which enriches the home life sometimes it is systematic reading and study which makes the student more interesting and valuable to all with whom she comes in contact the great thing is to choose wisely and as early as possible and then to work steadily even though slowly towards the chosen end the woman who does this finds herself with a compensation ready when her fledglings leave the nest she has kept her faculties alert she has won some proficiency in her chosen field and she knows precisely where she can most profitably expend the new leisure which is hers after all no matter how dear our children may be how devoted our husbands how delightful our friends every woman must face the fact that life is a succession of readjustments and shiftings and that she has only one companion ever with her from the cradle to the grave herself she must have resources within herself which will keep her busy contented and purposeful regardless of the inevitable changes around her no matter how lavishly or joyously she gives herself to others she must keep her principle unimpaired while she expends the interest else there will be a day of bankruptcy and reckoning involving others as well as herself if in time of emergency she has to borrow from the principal by spending to the utmost of strength and ability for the home she must ultimately and as soon as possible pay it back to herself also for the sake of the home this is consecrated good sense and requires no apology End of chapter thirty three